Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. This episode is brought to you by Duckish Natural Skincare. I am super excited that they have jumped on to sponsor the show because I know Carolyn, the founder personally, she was actually in the very first reignite your ambition exercise before there was even a workshop. So I piloted these exercises that we're going to talk about in today's episode on Carolyn. And the interesting thing is when I asked her, what drives your ambition? What motivated you to get started? What are the things that are going to fuel you every single day? She said 2%. And I asked her to explain, and what she said was that only 2% of women-owned businesses exceed a million dollars in revenue. And she said, that is what motivated me to start this business. Carolyn's pretty cool, but Duckish skincare products are pretty amazing as well. I use their lotion stick. It is handmade right here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And you just rub it on your hands, you can rub it on your legs. And actually for traveling, I pack it and I use it on my face. And it's really cool because it's solid and you don't need to worry about bringing too many liquids through security in your carry-on. So if you're looking for lotion or lip balm, bath bombs, anything really for your skin, check out Duckish Natural Skincare. It is duckish.ca. And if you enter the promo code diversity at work, you get 15% off your order. Here's how I see it. If you need lotion anyways, why not buy it from a women-owned business and do your part to close the gender gap? Hello and welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. It is Andrea Jansen here. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about journaling. This idea that you write stuff down on a pen and paper in a notebook, and it helps you to get more focused and work towards your goals. So to start off, I want to talk about why this is important. So the experts agree that old school pen and paper journaling actually works. So there's PhDs, personal growth experts, everybody says you should journal and here is why. So there's one study that was done um, at the Dominican University in California and they studied goal setting. They had almost 300 people write down their goals and not write down their goals. And what they found out was that you are 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. So that's one reason you should journal. Uh, There's also a study by the Harvard Business School that found journaling every day had a direct correlationship with higher confidence and higher motivation when facing challenging situations. So if you're not convinced, keep listening. I got some more because it sounds great. It sounds, journaling sounds great, but in reality, it's actually really hard to be consistent. And what we, what the studies are telling us is that you need that consistency in order to get those big results. And I want to be completely honest in that I was not really walking the talk of journaling. So I actually had in my office on my bookshelf, probably about 10 journals that had maybe two or three pages filled out and the rest blank. And then I'd be inspired again and I would buy another journal. So that was kind of the case for me for a while. Or the other case would be I'd get all inspired to start journaling and then the book that I was using as a journal would actually just turn into a generic notebook where I would 
write down to-do lists or make the grocery list, but having a place to write down my goals, write down what I was thinking and reflect, it kind of lost that purpose. So that was what it was like for me. I even went to coaching school. I want to lay it all out for you so that you can see what it was like for me. I even went to coaching school and literally they said, you need to buy a journal and you need to journal regularly while you are in coaching school because this is critical to your success. And did I do that? No, I didn't. Even though I signed up for this course, I invested in this money and they told me I needed to journal because there was proven results from it, I didn't. So even though they encouraged us to journal, I didn't journal, but they did force us to make a journaling and a reflective practice into some of the assignments that I gave us in coaching school. And one of those was this assignment called a one page business plan that we needed to write to talk about our vision as coaches. So what we were gonna do after we graduated from executive coaching school, how we were going to apply this in either our business, which for me was in becoming an entrepreneur or at work. So in 2015, I wrote that I would be working with corporate clients, that I would create coaching programs that were directly impacting millennials, and I wrote that I would that I would be owning a company that had a team of people that were working with me. And I found this assignment a couple weeks ago and I looked at it and most of it, four years later, all came true. So I am working with big corporate clients. I do have programs that appeal to millennials, but I actually don't limit myself to that, which is fine. Um, I'm actually really happy and I'm kind of proud that my programs appeal to people of all ages. So I've had people in my programs that are in their early 20s. I've had people in their 50s in my programs. I've had people in their first jobs out of university and I've had presidents and vice presidents go through my programs. And I am really proud of this diversity that I've been able to create in the coaching world because you don't always see that coaching in the past, especially leadership coaching, has been really limited to people at that very senior level. And let's be honest, most of them are men because most the way the corporate world shakes up today um, is like that. So I'm really proud of the fact that my programs appeal to everybody. And one thing I did learn is that if you're a marketing person and you're listening to this, like you can't appeal to everybody. Yes, that is absolutely a thing. But the way that my clients and my audience is segmented is based on a psychographic profile. So it's that mindset of wanting to invest in yourself, wanting to strive for that next level, wanting to be a role model. So that is the thing that attracts my clients to my brand. So So I just shared this story because I want to talk about the power of sitting down and having focused journaling that is based on a prompted question. So let's go back to how I decided to start a journal and how I got journaling to be a routine in my life. So the beginning of 2019, I was not journaling regularly at all. And two of my friends, Megan and Veronique, journaled very regularly and I was inspired by that. And they told me, Andrea, you just gotta keep it simple. You can't overanalyze it. You just have to write one word every day. Just commit to one word every day. If you feel like writing more, go for it. If you can only do one, that is fine. And so I did that. I started with one word a day. I did it first thing in the morning. And it was really cool because I felt calmer. I felt more focused. 
I felt more motivated and my morning was less crazy. I have three kids, so the morning is a bit of a gong show. And when I started the day, taking that maybe five minutes, sometimes less, for myself to write something down, it really helped me to be more focused, be a nicer person in that morning. And then in June of this year, I actually went to a conference. I went to the RISE conference that was uh, with Rachel Hollis. And I got one of her journals, which is a prompted journal. It's called Start Today. And it's about setting big goals and choosing one goal to start on today. So I started journaling after the conference um, using those prompts. And I really focused on professional goals. So writing down my professional goals and where I wanted to take my business. And it helped me to really focus on where my business was going and take action so that I could actually move towards those goals. So one thing that I was writing about is going back to this idea of being a big business. And the reality was at the beginning of the summer, I was still a solopreneur. So through that journaling process, I realized like if I want to grow a big business, like I am not walking the talk, like I cannot do this all by myself. So writing this down gave me that accountability to take action. And I have to say, I invited my first team member to join my team this summer. So I'm really excited about that. So that is giving me the motivation and the accountability to take action toward my goal. So that's what prompted journaling has done for me. Something else happened to me earlier this summer. I met with one of my clients, Elise McDonald. I did a podcast episode with her. It is episode 20, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to get more insight into how the Ambitious Everyday Journal came to life. But we met for coffee in May, the end of May, and she was telling me how much she loved her workbook from my group coaching program, Reignite Your Ambition. It's a workbook. It has all of the worksheets for the program in it. So you write down um, your goals, you write down what you're learning as you go through the course. And she was telling me, she's like, Andrea, I love the workbook. And I just keep going back and answering the same questions again. So she's doing the exercises over and over and over again. I thought this was really interesting that she was going back and repeating the exercises because the the first exercise in the workbook is figuring out what drives your ambition and getting clear on what ambition means to you, which is also the same thing as understanding what your core values are. And everything I do, so every program I have, every presentation and workshop that I do starts with that exercise. And I've had people come multiple times to the same workshop And I thought, hmm, why do they keep coming to the same workshop? We're going to just do the same exercise again. Like, what's going on here? And I realized when Elise was telling me that she's going back and doing these exercises is that figuring out what you're striving for, figuring out what your big goals are and where you want to go in your life and your career, it's a lot of work. And a lot of the time, you can't figure that out in a... 45 minute workshop. So that repetition and thinking about it over and over again and reflecting on it and that accountability of writing it down is what it really takes to get to that answer. So Elise was doing it in the workbook. So she had actually turned the workbook into a journaling practice for herself to help her feel motivated, to help her be more accountable and to help her really take action towards her goals. And then people were coming and doing the exercise live with me multiple times because they wanted to get crystal crystal clear on what they were striving for. So those two things happened. And I thought, you know what, what if I created 
uh, journaling practice that people could do that's easy and simple and approachable to get those answers and incorporate that repetition into it. So that's where I had the idea of starting my own journal with journaling prompts. So that is called, it's called the Ambitious Everyday Journal and it's really focus and action towards achieving your goals. So this is what I do with my one-on-one client. So it's interesting. So every time I work with a one-on-one client, we always start with setting a goal because there's no point investing in coaching if you are not clear on where you wanna go and how you're gonna use coaching to get yourself there. But the interesting thing is, we always set goals in the first session, we always write them down, but most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, we change these goals in the second or third session because the truth is goal setting is a process. It's not something that you nail right away, but the action of writing them down, seeing them on a piece of paper or seeing them in outside of your head will get you closer to the right goal. So sometimes by just writing it down and getting it out of your head, you'll know, oh, this is actually not the goal that I want to go for. And then that will get you closer to figuring out what the real goal is, what the right goal is, what is that goal that is gonna fuel your ambition and make you feel motivated and inspired to get up every day and move forward. So that's why I created this journal because I want you to not feel overwhelmed by setting goals. And I want you to get crystal clear on what are the things that are important to you? What are the things that drive your ambition? And what do you need to do every day to fuel it? So I'm gonna take a minute to actually read the exercise to you. So you can think about what ambition means to you and how you can use that to set goals for yourself. So here we go. The goal of this exercise is to help you identify what drives your ambition, what it's like when you are thriving. So that's the name of the exercise we're gonna do. So I want you to think about a time when you were thriving professionally. You felt truly alive, vibrant, confident, and you loved what you were doing. So I want you to think about that and then think about what made you feel that way and write this down. And after you've done that, I want you to look for common themes. So words that describe that feeling, that feeling when you are thriving, when you're like, I got this, I feel so confident, I can't wait to go back, I'm smiling all the time. So just try to look for those themes and really dig a bit deeper and get curious as to why you felt that way and boil it down to two or three words. And those words are what drives your ambition. So some examples of these words could be adventure, beauty, connectedness, contribution, creating, discovery, empowering, freedom, fun, inspiring, leadership, truth, loving, mastery, peace, resourcefulness, spirituality, wisdom, teaching. These are just some examples, but figure out one that works for you. And one example that I have, so they can be really unconventional. So the first time I actually did this exercise, this was the week before my very first Reignite Your Ambition workshop. So when this was really just an idea, I did this exercise with a bunch of entrepreneurs. And I asked them, like, what drives your ambition? And the definition of ambition is 
The desire to achieve something typically requiring determination and hard work. And where a lot of people get stuck is they don't know what that something is. So this exercise is gonna get you to that something. So you have something to strive for so all of that hard work is worth it so that you feel motivated to move forward and work towards something that is important to you. Because if the goal is not important to you, the hard work is not going to be worth it and you're going to dread doing that work and you're probably not going to do it. So back to this exercise. So I'm doing this exercise with these entrepreneurs and Carolyn is was in the group. I met her at a meetup. She owns Duckish Natural Skin Hair, Skincare. And we're doing this exercise. There's a bunch of other entrepreneurs there and they're saying things like, my values are beauty. I really like to create things. And Carolyn owns a natural skincare brand. So I was expecting her to say something like nature or self-care or something along those lines. And this is what she said. She goes, it's her turn to speak. She says 2%. That's what drives my ambition. And I said, Carolyn, can you explain that a little bit more? And she said, Andrea, only 2% of women get their businesses above a million dollars in revenue. And that is what is motivating to me. So it's interesting because I had all these expectations and I was judging Carolyn on like really what I saw on the surface. But in reality, she was really motivated by that, motivated by that opportunity, by the idea of building something big, about going against the conventional wisdom and comparing herself to small things. Like she wanted to do something big and that's what motivates her to work on her business every single day. And she does that through amazing skincare products, but really her motivation is about building a big business. And I thought that was really cool. So the point of this story is that you have to figure out what that means for you. So I'll give you an example of one of mine is adventure. So what I love is traveling. I love exploring new places. I love just that sense of trying to figure something out as you go. And how I've incorporated that into my work is that I do speaking and I often speak in other places. So it gives me an opportunity to travel to somewhere new, really have that sense of adventure and just, you know, explore new restaurants, explore a new city, connect with new people. And that really brings a lot of joy to my life. So it makes the work worth it. So that's one example of mine. And how that shows up in my personal life is that I actually this summer, to be completely honest, was really busy. I have three kids, they have lots of activities, I'm working on growing my business, I just brought in my first team member. So lots and lots of things are going on. And I was feeling a little bit stressed. And I was actually doing the ambitious everyday journal. And one of the questions was how are you fueling your ambition today, personally and professionally? And I've been focused on my business so much, I've been fueling my ambition that way, but I realized by writing this down that I had done nothing to fuel my personal ambition. And so I wanna go back to that word, which is adventure for me. And it doesn't need to be complicated, I know that. So another thing is I have a stand-up paddleboard. It was sitting in my basement for the entire summer, not being used. And I live five minute drive from the ocean and a 10 minute walk from a beautiful lake. So I realized I needed to do something to have a little adventure. So that accountability and that asking myself, how am I gonna 
fueled my personal ambition today. It forced me to get the paddle board out of the basement, strap it to the car and wake up at 6 a.m. I actually had to check what time the sun rose. It was 6.13 on the first day. So I was out there on the water probably by 6.25 and I was out there having a little bit of adventure, just exploring um, in the ocean. And then I tried a new lake and went paddleboarding there. And it was really great. And it helped me to actually focus more on work and feel a little bit more motivated about what I was doing for myself and how I was moving forward and feeling fulfilled in my own life. So that is the power of understanding your values and really holding yourself accountable to honoring them and doing something every day to fuel your ambition. Right? Sounds great, right? Imagine you could feel ambitious every single day. So these are some things that I always hear that hold people back from doing this work because this is work. It's not like you can listen to this podcast and you're going to have the answer right away. You're going to have to get the journal or get a piece of paper and write this down and reflect and really get yourself clear on what is important to you and where you are headed. I want to take a minute to talk about some questions that people always ask me when they start doing this work and they start journaling. So the first one is, Andrea, do I do this work on my personal self or my professional self? And here's the truth. It's the same self. You are one person and the things that are going to excite you in your personal life are the same things that are going to excite you in your professional life. In the journal, I have a bunch of exercises, a bunch of prompts that you can go through to help you get really curious and look at situations in both areas of your life so that you can get really clear on what they are. So one thing that holds people back from getting started is They don't know what their goals are. So they're waiting to have that big goal set so they can write it down and then start journaling to make it happen. But the thing is, goal setting is not that straightforward. It is actually a process. It's a process that takes time. It takes work and it takes thinking. It takes reflecting. And writing this down is the best way to do it. So just start writing. Don't overanalyze. Just start writing because the act of writing something down, even if it's the wrong thing, will get you closer to the right goal. The second thing is people get hung up on is I'm not ready to commit to this direction. So you really think, you know what, I need to have it all figured out before I can start writing this down and making it a plan. But Unfortunately, that's just not the truth. The act of writing it down and taking action will help you get clear on what direction you're going. Because if you start writing things down, if you start taking action, this idea of reflecting every day on what you're doing, where you're headed, will help you realize if it doesn't feel like it's the right direction, it'll give you that permission to explore and see where that right direction is. So it gives you that personal accountability to really go back and think and write down is this really the direction I want to be taking? And if yes, keep going. If no, what what else is available to me right now? A lot of people ask me and they come to me and say, Andrea, I am so overwhelmed. I need some help with my work-life balance. Can you help me? And yes, I can absolutely help you. Another thing people ask me about a lot is, Andrea, can you review my resume? Or can you help me get a job? Yes, I can absolutely help you. But the thing is, 
people get stuck on the goal. So it's really hard to come up with a plan to feel less overwhelmed, to have a plan for work-life balance if you don't know where you're headed, if you don't know where that goal is, if you don't know what the priorities are. Because when you're really clear on what is important to you, what are the things that are gonna bring fulfillment and joy to your life, it's really easy to see what things are not moving you in that direction. So what things can you take off your plate? With the idea of getting a job or creating a resume, if you know like what kind of direction you want, what things do you need out of your job, you can literally just work your way backward and figure out a strategy to get you there. But if you don't have that direction, it's really hard because it's the idea, if you don't know where you're going, you're probably not gonna get there. So get started trying to reflect on what is important to you, where you could go, and just write it down and start that accountability exercise every day because it is really, really powerful. I also hear from people all the time when they're curious about personal development, they're curious about setting goals, they're really interested in coaching, and they say, Andrea, I just got a new job, so I don't need to do this. I've like achieved the goal, I've made it. But for the reality is getting that job offer is really just the beginning. And you really need to set goals on how you're gonna show up, what you wanna get out of this opportunity, And if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to be able to align yourself with people or things that are going to be fulfilling for you. You're really leaving it up to chance. So this, the time when you have a brand new job is really the best time to start reflecting on what's important to you, where you're headed, and set some goals for your career because when you're starting out, The world is your oyster. You can really go wherever you want. But if you don't have a plan, things are just going to happen to you. So you can take control of this and create those opportunities for yourself and have a really, really strong and intentional start to your new job. So another thing that holds people back from journaling, and this is a big one, and I faced this one myself, was time. I don't have enough time to fit this in. There's so many things going on. I, I just don't have a spare minute. So the thing is, I don't want to keep going back to goal setting, but the the thing is, it is really that simple. Getting really clear on what is important to you, what your goals are, and where you're headed are going to help you figure out what is important and what isn't. So if you have too much on your plate and you don't know where you're headed, you don't know what the vision is for your life, for your career, it's really hard to know what to take off. So try to cover at that time, you know, maybe watch 15 minutes of Netflix every day. And before you turn on that TV, be like, you know, I'm gonna take five minutes to do this journaling. And you'd be surprised by what can happen. Because then you'll understand like, what's important to you? What do you want to get out of your career? What do you want to get out of your life? And you'll be able to prioritize, you'll be able to add things in that are going to bring you that joy that are going to bring you that fulfillment. And you'll feel a lot more motivated. And it's funny because I was at a meetup last night and we were talking about how to create a plan to actually make things happen. And Madeline Cork is my own business coach and she helps me to launch my online program uh, last year. And she's helped me to create pretty much everything big that I've done. She's helped me come up with a plan and held me accountable to make it happen. And so I asked her if she could create a video for one of my online courses. And I actually watched it yesterday. And the first thing she said in this 
video, I hadn't watched it for a while, so I kind of forgot what she said, was the first thing we do, and I make Andrea do this, is get really clear on the goal. That is the most important thing that you can do for any productivity technique. So yes, there's all those productivity hacks out there that will save you time, but the most important one and the one that my business coach uses, that everybody uses, is getting really clear on what the goals are, what's important, where you're going, and what do you want? Because once you have that, you can work backwards. But if you're staring at this overwhelmed plate that is really full, if you don't know what's important, it's really hard to decide how to take things off and how to put things on it. So this is actually going to be a series on journaling. So this is going to be a two-part series. So next week, I am going to talk more about the benefits of journaling and how they can help you achieve your goals. So I want you to get started by writing down your goals, just writing them down and figuring out what are those things that really fuel your ambition and help you feel fulfilled so that you can find things and align your goals with those. But a lot of things happen um, to people when they set goals. So many things. People get stuck in the org chart. So if you're working and you're a marketing assistant, you're like, you know what? My goal is to be the marketing manager. But you're really eliminating that that piece of yourself, that what are you striving for? What are the things that drive your ambition? Because there's so many opportunities out there. So that's one thing that a lot of people get stuck in. A lot of people just get overwhelmed and don't even know how to set those goals, or you get stuck in comparing yourself to other people. You say, okay, look, that person is doing that, or I am this age, so this is kind of like what society expects of me, so this is gonna be my goal. So I'm gonna talk about how you can navigate those and set goals that you can actually achieve that are gonna bring fulfillment to your life and fuel your ambition. So if you are ready to take action, I actually have a free journal that you can download and print off. It is nine days of journaling prompts. So the first piece of it is an exercise to help you get crystal clear on what drives your ambition. What are the things that you are striving for that are gonna bring fulfillment to your life? So I walk you through that exercise. It's the same exercise I take every single one of my clients through. And then there are tools on how to set big goals and really make them happen. So head to andreajansen.com forward slash journal to get yours now. It is a PDF so you can print it out and you can start right away. So before you go, if you've made it this this far, you might like the podcast. I was wondering if I could ask you a favor. Would you be able to give me a review? Because it helps spread the word about the podcast. And also, if you could take a screenshot with your phone and post it to your social media and take me in it, that would be even better. That is how small businesses like mine and new podcasts like Diversity at Work get traction, get the word out there, and really spread the word on how we can close the gender gap in the workplace and create a workplace where everybody can thrive. So thank you so much, and I will see you next week.